0: Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. This is Scott L. This is Amber. Happy Halloween.
1: Not Halloween yet. I don't care. <laughs> You're just going to start saying it. I want to start every saying day. it. Happy Halloween.
0: This well, year, the this year people... has been nothing but one big black hole. Can I have some happiness, yes, please? Fine.
1: If the Christmas people can start like in July, I guess Halloween people are allowed to start saying happy Halloween or something. And, some of the you know,
0: stores... Uh, did we notice this the other day when we were out about that some of the stores... Are, Already don't have the Halloween stuff. It's no, gone. No, no,
1: no, 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 The when we were at Cracker Barrel. Um, oh yeah. They, I asked, "Where's your? Home? Oh yeah, 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 I asked, yeah." Wow. I,
0: I, that was not,
1: <laughs> That I, was unprofessional. That Scott. was a,
0: that's a long day, right wow, there. Wow. Okay. What it was.
1: No, I asked the lady, like, did you guys already go through all your Halloween stuff? I remember now. It was COVID. It was COVID. Crap. And she said that you know that they didn't even put Halloween out because their suppliers that they normally go through pretty much went under because of COVID. And so they just went straight to Christmas. So it was just Christmas. So the Rona
0: strikes again.
1: Yeah. So I was bummed. Sometimes they have some cute things in the in the CB. Uh, but whatever. I've got all kinds
0: of neat stuff I've seen there before in the yeah. past. In our, when we can actually travel and do things and go places yeah. and stuff. Which I'm, I'm, I'm going to hate to be a bummer here, guys. But the more I'm getting information as far as 2021 is concerned... We may be having a bummer of 2021 now, too. I don't know what's going to
1: happen. I don't think it's going to be a great beginning of the year or anything. I I'm hearing
0: like this next year is just going to be another I shit show. It's, it's going to be just done. Uh,
1: probably more of the same.
0: More of the same here. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic because I really would like to do some stuff next year, get out and about, have some fun, see some things. I know here we've had uh, our, our governor is now getting – they lifted the ban on what now?
1: Bowling alleys, theaters. It, of course, it's uh, going to be
0: regulated heavily, but yeah, it's yeah,
1: still you still can't have full capacity and other stuff. But I, they've probably come out with plans. I'm surprised the bowling alley thing was like. Seems like you could have just done like every third lane, and but I, you know yeah. the, the thing, Wiz is 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 um cleaning everything. So there's been a few libraries out there. Bowling alleys,
0: especially, especially if you rent shoes. Oh God.
1: Oh yeah. Well, you don't get corona. Bowling ball rent. Bowling touching a bowling ball. God, forget it. And then if you're eating there or whatever, but working in library world, I know some libraries in our area tried to open fully. Like we're going to have tables and chairs, and we're going to let people use study rooms, and they closed after two weeks doing that. They were like, "Can't we can't we can't keep up? We're not professional." You know, well, germ fighters, and we're just we can't do this in the
0: gyms. This is actually I consider this kind of a benefit for people that own gyms because, like for example, the CrossFit gym that I belong to, what we have to do every day when we if you go to utilize the gym or do classes there, you have to actually sign a waiver every single day that basically says you're not sick, um, and you're you're agreeing to clean the equipment that you use before and after. You use it, right? Which is a ton of work, but we each one one of us have to sign on to that, and we have to do that every day. So, I mean, obviously, it's for a good reason. It's to keep things, what's the word, aseptic, right? Um, But they're getting basically free cleaning out of this, too. All the equipment's being, it's kept nice and sparkly clean now.
1: Yeah, I guess. You got to trust that someone's actually doing a good job or that they're not asymptomatic or just starting to get sick, but they're like, I got to get my workout in, Yeah. And then they still sign the waiver and then they get Corona everywhere. Well that's the
0: only problem too, is it, people are dicks. It, it, is, it is the honor system. Yeah, it is. It is the honor system. And um yeah, it's it's a weird situation. And I I mean that's a benefit they're gonna get out of that. But yeah, if you even if you're if you're cleaning stuff and you're you got the rona, yeah. Then you're gonna just gonna be wiping your rona into stuff, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so um yeah, it's still kind of weird here, but it seems like things are starting to lighten up a little bit. But now we got the election coming, so that's going to make things Ooh. even more insane. Uh, we're recording this on the 29th of There's,
1: September. Yeah, and tonight is, is the, the first debate. Yeah,
0: and I'm just going to... I'll just see
1: highlights the next day. Well, yeah, I, I don't I'll even just, need to see it. I'm just going to see just, all
0: the memes tomorrow and yeah. get what happened. Or I'll know. just
1: go on Twitter, because Twitter is pretty fast for real-time stuff. Yeah. And I'll just go look at Twitter and be like, what's happening? Yeah, I'll just Ugh. see the memes tomorrow and Hussein, go, oh, what, what, stupid what did thing. he say
0: now and what dumb thing did they do? What and, word did I'm
1: they just... botch? What stat statistic did they get wrong? Oh, shut
0: up. But that's okay. Um, and- that stuff it's is okay because we're
1: talking about cooler things on this show. We talked
0: about way cooler things way on this show. Things. So you should all be listening to this when it comes out, and and not worry about the stupid debates or the uh, rona or the rona. Uh, ma- 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 we're gonna, ma- we're ma- gonna we're gonna for the next sixty minutes, we're going to make you forget about that with the magic of Joni Mayan. Did I Mahan. say it? Mayhan? Mayan?
1: You cannot. You can't talk. You gotta stop. I, I screwed the, it up through the show at the too. End, yeah, which was that? It was at the end. I'm, yeah, I'm an and he, idiot. S- he called her Joni Mayan. Like she was a Mayan princess. What's one of my favorite beers? A Ma- Mayan, a Joni, the Joni Mayan the Joni That's Mayan a beer. She's her
0: own beer. no the Mayan mocha okay style. now
1: if you okay so now now seeing you have a beer kit that you haven't done yet if you get one that you like you're gonna have to name it the Joni the Joni Mayan
0: okay we're gonna name it you know I have <laughs> I name have it the
1: Joni Mayan we got the two beer kits
0: her. and maybe I should do that we'll, we'll name them the Joni Mayan explain the
1: origin to her
0: and we'll exp- yeah, why I,
1: did these people name a beer after me because I can't
0: speak properly <laughs> and I do a podcast and I don't know how I ended up yeah. here but no, we talked to Joni Mayhan tonight Um, r- return guest yeah because we love her, you and she's, she's got it. She has a new book out, yeah. and
1: and seeing it's the the Halloween fall season, yeah. we have to talk about ghosts and try to keep it in that pocket because that's the this well, is the best know, time we have of year. To. We want we don't to. have to. We want to. It's the best yeah. time of year to talk about this kind of stuff. So she this book I really really love because when I started going through it, I'm like okay this is neat because it goes through basically our five senses and how everyone experiences paranormal phenomena through those five senses and 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 sometimes individually like you might not all smell ghostly things or feel ghostly things but maybe you just hear things or maybe you're a combination of feeling and seeing things but it's cool going through things like this because there's a lot of people out there that they have experiences maybe they're scared of those experiences maybe they feel like a weirdo or like a misfit for having experiences like this or they're even wondering why they have experiences that they can't explain. You can go through this book, and there is literally like, what was it, like 400 different stories? Yeah, uh, it's, it's about four, no, she no, 400 pages. Hey, oh, it was pages you had said. Well, she interviewed a ton 400 of 400 stories,
0: 10 pages each yeah. story. <laughs> the book weighs that 30 pounds. Make sense. Yeah.
1: Well, anyway, so she interviewed all these people, and they all have these they related their stories about how they experienced stuff with their senses and she breaks it down that way. And I just, I just love this. I love it.
0: We mentioned that we mentioned that during the show. I I just like the way it was because because we, we,
1: we, we didn't bring this up necessarily, but, and we've talked about this on previous shows and we'll always bring it up that we kind of are our only ghost detector. You can go purchase gadgets and things that light up and whistle at you and, and record things. No, that's a very good but point. But ultimately, you, you only have your five senses, six maybe if you're born with that extra perk right away. But you can develop that six sense. But yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah, 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 So this book goes through that.
0: Yes.
2: And,
1: and you can get it on Amazon. Yeah. And you can get it for your Kindle. You yep. can get a paperback print. You want the paperback.
0: When ghosts are near.
1: And anyway, That's I got to mention, cool. yeah, I got to mention, though, because Joni we have all the links on our site. But yeah. in case this is your first time hearing um, Joni on the show, she is a Clairaudient medium. She's yeah. an author. Uh, she's written over 20 books all on paranormal stuff. She also has fiction, too. Mm-hmm. And she also does a ghost walk. She does. Yeah, we didn't even talk. Oh, I, how it's do okay. I, no, it doesn't do matter because we talked last time about it. Yeah, we did. So if okay. you like this show, go back and listen to our, our previous one. It was episode it was earlier 116 yeah. from March.
0: Yeah, earlier this year.
1: Yeah. Ooh, that was right when the Rona hit.
0: Right when the Rona hit.
1: Yeah. So anyway, Welcome Rona. Yeah, she's 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 awesome. Just She's yeah. super down yeah, to earth. Yeah. And we love her. So enjoy listening to her. <laughs>
3: I don't know where. Please
0: enjoy our conversation with Joni. (laughs) Please enjoy our conversation with Joni Mahan. Good job.
1: Halloween season—it's officially fall now. It feels like fall in Michigan. It was hot this weekend. It 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 wasn't hot. It It was was
0: warm. mm,
1: It it was perfect.
0: Yeah, it was tolerable. It was perfect. It was perfect,
1: and it was so nice. But then, per Michigan fashion, it goes from perfect to like 51 and raining.
0: Yeah, it rained the last couple days.
1: Yeah, I don't like that. But anyway, it's still fall weather. The leaves are changing. Everything's
0: coming down now. You can see it. Rain. the leaves are raining yeah. down when the wind picks up now, which that means only we've one We've officially
1: thing. had cider and donuts in the house, although I have to get other cider and donuts from other places. I have to do the tour of cider and donuts every year. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we had to bring back one of our favorite guests, Jody Mahan. Joni. And she has a new book out called When Ghosts Are Near, and this is the... This is like the coolest book ever because it's tons of stories that cover the whole spectrum of how people experience the paranormal and especially ghosts and how people use their five senses to interpret paranormal phenomena because we all experience things differently. Some people will claim I experienced nothing or some will say, well, I hear things. I see things. I've smelled things. I've... You know, it, it it's different for everybody.
0: Yeah, Joni, and Joni, Joni's here. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for being here and and hanging out with us again, Joni. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us again.
3: Hey, I wouldn't miss it for the world.
0: Um, yeah, we had you on a while back, and we had an absolute riot. And I just was I was itching to get you back on here again, especially when we talked and you said that you had this this new book in the works that's it's hot off the presses now, basically. And again, it's called When Ghosts Are Near, and yeah, the first thing and we talked about this a few minutes ago, uh, the first thing I noticed uh when we when we looked the book over was man this is dense it's like massive. Well, it's it's well I mean it's not I, are you going to die on a samber? No, I swallowed. I have having a like a hard time this week.
1: Cheese in the back of my throat or something. <laughs> Seriously, so, like whenever I eat cheese, like I always like cough. I, I don't know if it's a dairy thing well, or what. Well, you
0: shouldn't do that right before you go to record. I'm not
1: going to next time I won't eat cheese before I record. <laughs>
0: Thanks for being on the show again, Joni. We really appreciate it. So, <laughs> so anyway, no, um, that's one thing we we both noticed was that, you know, it's not when I say dense or, or massive, I mean, it, this isn't like a 15,000 page novel or something like that. I mean, it's it's a manageable book, but there's a lot of content in there, yeah. right? Um, and, and that's the one thing we both noticed about that was it was chock full of a lot of stuff. So, I mean, I guess the, the obvious question that to get things rolling here would be, I guess it was there an inspiration for this or just how did this book come about for you?
3: Well, you know, I've been thinking about it for years because as I've worked with other paranormal investigators and other mediums and just regular people and they've explained how they feel ghosts, I think, wow, that's really interesting because everybody really seems to feel it a little bit different, but there are some people that feel it similarly. Yeah. And I was at a paracon. Uh, I believe it was the Massachusetts paracon. A couple of years ago, and I got to talking to uh, Elizabeth St. George, who was on Ghost of Shepherdstown. And I started talking to her because I was really impressed that the show had a sensitive on the show. Usually they either have nobody uh, with any gifts or they'll have a full blown psychic medium, but they had somebody who was aware that ghosts were there but didn't necessarily pick up a lot of information. And I thought that was really cool. So I started talking to her. And I said, Well, how do you know when a ghost is near? And she didn't really think about it. And she said, I don't think anybody's ever asked me that. She said, Well, <laughs> I feel their emotion and I feel um, that there's somebody here. And uh, she just kind of goes from there. And that would make her probably empathic. Yeah, and, yeah. but just the way she, you know, she felt it. And talking to other people, and people feel it so differently. Some feel it like she does, other people feel it other ways. So I thought, you know, I really need to share a book because somebody could know that they're having abilities um, or they could be having abilities and not know what, what, it is. And, you know, I've explained this for years with uh, my ear ringing and people say, Oh my gosh, I get that too. I didn't know it was because a ghost was near. So it really kind of cascaded at that point.
0: I think a lot of people, and that's what you said. I mean, it, it ties in, I think with like, you know, again, a good example. I, I would line this up to would be like medical type stuff. I mean, like what's a symptom of something you may have right like, you know, and you can look it up on right. and google it now and say well, you know if uh, If you're getting a pain in your chest or your left arm goes numb, well, that's time uh, that maybe a heart attack <laughs> So I mean it's right, been extreme right. for this conversation, right. but it's a symptom right and but some people Don't know what that symptom is right and they and mm-hmm. we've heard you've heard yeah. the story people have had heart attacks And they, they didn't even realize they were having a heart attack. because They didn't really understand the symptoms Um it ties right. in with this idea I think too where yeah like you mentioned a great example Joni, where your ink, your ear rings right and well mm-hmm. I mean we could easily say that well that's just, it could be a degree of tinnitus or something like that or it could be something right. else Amber
1: No i was mm-hmm. just going to say if you look up tinnitus you're not going to see you know reasons for tinnitus you know too much heavy music right. too much a this you're, Yeah right. you're never going to see like you may be experiencing paranormal phenomena you yeah, know. It's, it's not going to yeah. be there
0: now, of course on that, on that uh, with your example, Joni, I mean, uh, I guess with your, your story, I'd like to hear maybe something from, from your arsenal with this. Cause you say your ear starts to ring, right? So yeah, your, yeah, your ear rang. And was there a situation where you had that, that thing happen with your ear where it rang and did you see something else or was there something else to cooperate that I guess that's the question?
3: Well, I, you know, to back up just a little bit, if people yeah. do hear the ear ringing, what I tell them to do is to simply turn their head because if they do have tinnitus, the sound remains steady. If yeah. they're hearing uh something paranormal, the sound will either get softer or louder. And I often track it around the room. I can tell you exactly where the ghost is based on where I'm hearing the sound. So that's one way for people to determine the difference between, um Claire audience, which is what it's called, or tinnitus
0: now that's, so, but that's answer, interesting go okay, ahead. go ahead go no, go ahead I'm sorry
3: but to answer your question, I mean it happens so frequently there's something near me right now um, <laughs> and I, I, have, I don't usually tune in uh, when I'm in my house, but uh, judging by the sound, it's male um, I can hear this it's like it's not necessarily a high pitch ring, it's more of a shuffle, it's like static are like a combination between like white noise and a ring. Okay. And within that, I can hear it high or low. You know, sometimes it sounds low and sometimes it's high. If it's something negative, it's really low. And it comes with just a sensation of danger. Like, okay, (laughs) there's something bad here. Um, This is not that. Um, If I tune into it, I can pull more information. So it's my gateway now. But I didn't start off that way. I started off just with the ear ringing and not understanding what it is. So over the years, I've worked with quite a few different people that are also sensitive. And I've worked with some full-blown psychic mediums Mm -hmm. and just compared notes. Like, what are you feeling? Um, You know, we'll write it on paper instead of saying it out loud because you don't want to give any leading information. But my friend Sandy McLeod and I did this for years. Um, She's clairsentient she hears, uh, she feels uh, her skin crawl, but it crawls in different spots on her head, depending on whether it's male or female. So we would compare notes and it helped both of us really uh, figure out what it was we were experiencing. And then it just kind of exploded from there.
0: What I find really interesting about all that in your situation, Joni, is um, Mm -hmm. you said when you turn your head, Obviously, tinnitus—it's stuck in your ear, <laughs> so you're gonna—it's gonna, it's, right, it's gonna right. move with you. But what I get out right. of that is you're saying that there, this is coming from one place, right? I mean, no different than right. if someone—if someone was making noise in a corner of a room and you looked over there and saw, it, you would be getting it full on if you turned your head. It would, it would obviously, would, the sound would change. It would get louder or exactly. quieter, right? Uh, so to me, this is saying to me that what you're experiencing and this is just my observation is that there's something, this is something very physical. It's something that Mm -hmm. it's very tangible, I guess, where a lot of stuff we talk about with, with, at least with ghosts and spirits and stuff like that. It's not very tangible. So it's very, you know, I don't mean, and I'm not trying to take away from that or anybody's story, but this, to me, it has a physical property to it. I mean, if Mm -hmm. you follow what I'm saying, I mean, it changes with the environment when you move your head. Um, right you know it makes me it makes me think about the evp we, we talked about that with uh oh what was his name amber uh from the other podcast oh no of course i'm forgetting everything now what well, we talked about the evps that we got like back in 2004 and the in the evps we were oh, blurry
1: photos yeah
0: blurry photos yeah, yeah yeah um we talked to those that, that gentleman just I'm, I'm a horrible person what's his name
1: Dave, David.
0: Okay, David. Yeah, uh, we talked to David about these EVPs we got years uh, years ago, Joni, and it made me think about that with your your story you're telling, because the EVPs we got, the voices we caught on, uh, on the well, at least on one of the recordings, it actually bounced like our voices were bouncing, like it had a physical property to it. It was responding to the environment like our voices were responding, right? And it sounds like mm-hmm. to tie those two together loosely, I guess, would be like okay. What you're experiencing is something that whatever it's doing to your body, it's it's basically in one place. It isn't all around you, I guess. Does that make sense?
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the way I feel is that um, some people are born with a sixth sense
0: Mm
2: -hmm. and they're
3: able to pick this up. And I give an example in the book. It, It would be like the sense of smell. Imagine if nobody could smell except you. And you're walking around and you walk by, you know, a yard that's been freshly mowed and you smell that and you talk, tell the person next to you, oh my gosh, that's just heavenly. And they'll be like, what, what are you talking about? So it's kind of, you know, having a sixth sense is almost like, uh, like h- h- being able to smell and nobody else can, um, because you're picking up something that other people aren't picking up. It's, yeah, you know, and you run into a lot of skeptics that are saying, oh, you know, this is nothing. You're not hearing or feeling anything. There's no such thing as ghosts. And it's like, you can't convince me of that (laughs) because, you know, it usually is followed by some kind of experience Uh, or even if it isn't at this point in my game, I know what I know. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, if I need to get validation, which I really don't anymore, but I, I can, you know, generally you just do some research. If you're at a certain house and, you're picking up information about a specific um ghost. You know, you can look at the uh, historical records and find out who lived there. And I've done that a couple of times and what I've seen, I've drawn I've drawn a picture of what I the person I saw and compared it uh, showed it to somebody and they said, "Oh my gosh, you know, that looks exactly like the person that lived here, or the person that lived next door depending on the situation." So yeah.
1: Well, What I love about the whole smell thing, too, is that I've never experienced anything that I would consider a ghostly smell, but so many people report smelling perfumes, cigar smoke. Those are always two big ones, but Mm -hmm. smell is so closely associated with memory. You know, you smell yes. something, and you're like, "Oh, you know, that's that pumpkin pie. It's Halloween. It's it's you know, cinnamon bread yeah. so I think It's Christmas. Or it or, brings you
3: back to a memory. It does. You know that you know your mother making pumpkin pie yes. that first. You know, and I've often Thanksgiving in your house. Or, yes, so. yeah,
1: and and often attached to like a lot of family memories, nostalgia. Yeah, and yeah. then what if yeah. what if like spirits? You know, what if they have like I always imagine spirits now having different little like. I don't know, an arsenal of ways to communicate, like how we communicate. We speak mm-hmm. English. Other people speak Spanish. Um, what if one spirit just seems to be good at triggering the scent thing in people? And so you happen to pass yeah. by at some point. They're like, ooh, they hit their scent button. And then, boom, you smell something. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Or if like if that's the way your, your grandma like wants to communicate with you, boom, hit that. And then then you well, know, like, I don't know if, that, if I sound crazy right now, but mm-hmm. I just think of like how these different spirits could potentially communicate yeah. and why. And that makes, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. It's kind of well, a fun it one. It does make sense. Another yeah. way to
0: think about that, too, that I, would, I was just thinking about would be with scent like that. Now, and I mean this in a positive way. I think we've all know somebody who has a certain scent to them whether it be a yeah. certain cologne they wear yeah. or there's, there's people I've, I, I can remember that, you know, growing up, like my relatives and stuff, they, oh, uh, but yeah, that great uncle or whatever, he wore Old Spice or yeah. something, you know, he just wore And it, it may be mixed with the smell of his cigar, right? So you'd have that, that smoky f- smell along with the smell of Old Spice, for example. <clears throat> and I know what I would think is maybe like my great uncle or somebody like that, like, let's say that maybe they take that smell with them. Maybe they don't have a they don't have a smell machine. They can at their arsenal, but maybe they take that with them, which kind of lends to this idea where not maybe only consciousness transfers over into the other realm, whatever it may be, but maybe these other little things might come along with them too that yes. they take with them.
1: Yeah, but it, it's it, it doesn't even have to be physical because if they can, if somehow you can trigger a smell in your memory, who's to say you're even physically smelling it? You know what I mean? Like you could just be consciously smelling it in a weird way. Yeah. It's, it's 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 weird when you start thinking that way, but I think that's the way everyone has to start going in the ghost world is to like expand those horizons like that because well, yeah, it's I, trippy what's well, going on I, out there. Good, Johnny. I
3: had an experience during an investigation where um, all of a sudden we smelled bread baking, mm-hmm. and everybody in the room smelled it, and uh, so it wasn't just me smelling it; and nobody else could smell it. Everybody smelled it, and then just as quick as it came on, it went away. And it didn't mean anything to anybody in the room. So it wasn't tied to a relative or anything. Uh, I think it was tied to the location. But however, we've never had that happen again. It's a location we investigated several times and never had that experience again. But, you know, on the other hand, it happened while my mother was there. And she was a big skeptic when I was a kid growing up and having these experiences. So I was delighted that she had a paranormal (laughs) encounter. And she still talks about it to this day. I mean, she's a full-blown believer now. Uh, especially after that experience
1: that's a great first encounter too like it's nothing terrifying you didn't see a bloody corpse drop from the ceiling it's actually quite lovely you just smelled baking (laughs) bread. yeah
0: (laughs) hardly think of anything absolutely
1: that's awesome yeah
0: but yeah but you're right it not only people but but places i mean i mean that just kind of throws ideas in my mind like okay it's another one like it's an environment and maybe there's maybe sometimes there is that bleed we talk about, especially around this time of year with Halloween, that the veil is thin. I mean, maybe that happens with environments like that, and that's why you smell the bread at that time.
1: Uh, who knows?
3: And there are people, yeah, there are people that have paranormal smells more often than others, and it is one of the Claires. It's Claire Alliance. I, I think that's how you pronounce it. I write it all the time, but I don't hear it spoken. <laughs> yeah. But um, I have a friend that, that smells a lot. Um, you know, she walked into a house and smelled burning wood. And uh, like burnt wood and um, learned that there had been a fire in that house. Mm. And yeah, I brought her on an investigation and she smelled cigar smoke. And um, you know, we were able to determine that, um, you know, that track it back to the man who used to live there, who smoked cigars. So Mm. we Mm. knew who was there, but judging by what she had smelled. So, and she has that happen frequently.
0: Now in the book, uh, when ghosts are near, we talk we, obviously we dive you dive into a lot of this stuff as far as the senses and stuff like that right and what we wanted to do tonight right. was talk about maybe a handful of these a, a couple of these stories okay. um uh, because yeah smell obviously i think we've beaten the hell out of that yep. <laughs> but, but,
3: <laughs> but,
0: but uh yeah but, but yeah,
3: that s- wasn't even on the agenda no though. it wasn't no it wasn't, <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm, but i'm glad we
0: talked about that it's super cool uh yeah but sounds let's start with that you have a story in the book um it's called it's simply called Todd's story and it's around sounds which i think a lot of people this is the one in my opinion at least the sounds are the ones that really get people i think that's maybe one of the more i I don't want to call it popular but common i guess right that people experience with 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 ghost phenomena so let's hear about todd's story
3: yeah todd um actually didn't contact me directly. He wrote on my website. He wrote a story on there. And I changed his name. His name is not really Todd, but Mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't get him to respond back um, to see if he wanted to be interviewed for it. So I just used what he wrote. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was, um, he sometimes will hear sound like a TV on static screaming in his ear. Um, You know, and he lived in a house that he believed was haunted um, and he would hear it. And then he got invited over to a friend's house and um, the girl claimed to have a ghost in her house. And uh, she said the ghost would attack anyone who attempted to harm her, even in jest. And he thought that was kind of odd, but he, um, he, he decided to play along with it. He pretended to grab her. And uh, immediately he heard in his ear it sounded like jet engines, like it was really loud. And once he let go of her, the sound stopped. And it kind of freaked him out just a little bit. Um, and he ran out of the house and he told her he she was never coming back. He was never coming back. And then a few days later, he ran into a friend. Um, oh, actually, he, a few days later, this girl had another friend try it. And uh, he had the same thing happen. He heard the roar in his ear and he ran out too. So... Uh, Todd really thought about it, and um, he was talking to somebody, one of his friends, and he said he's had the same thing happen. He was in a in a house painting a house for a client and heard something like really loud static without any real air pressure changes. And his partner described hearing the same noise, and it felt like energy was being shot into her head. So he said, you know, there must be senses that we are we don't understand, and we're hearing. Uh, events of the past. He didn't understand it, but he thought it was interesting. So Yeah, yeah. He said either way, if it happens to you, you will try to forget it and dismiss it by any means necessary. But there's something to this. Well, it so, sounds, it yeah. sounds
0: similar to what you were experiencing though too, Joni, like as far as that well that right, that, that, that right. sound in your ear too. Uh so obviously mm-hmm. there's there's more than one of you out there. Um Oh yeah, there's a lot of us. <laughs> but it's but it's this roar. You say it's a roar in Todd's case. Um, but I, I th- yeah, that's...
3: mine's not. Yeah, mine's not necessarily a roar. Mine's just, a, you know, it's like white noise. Hearing white noise.
0: Okay, what do we think that might? Amber, what is your? What do you think that might be? I'm just curious. I don't I I,
3: again.
1: Just how uh, something like a ghost that's it, that give them their superpower. Like that's what they how they communicate with you. I, like like I said, like if they trigger a scent in you somehow, or they can touch you, or I, I don't know. I it's like I don't know how many different yeah, I levels. I hear it all the
3: time, though. I can I can walk into any house. Uh, in fact, friends, app, people have me come in and check their house out to tell if it's haunted. So it's I think it's that I'm hearing the sound they make. Like the you know, as they move around or as they enter our dimension. It, it makes it disturbs the energy. I hear that because um, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean only some ghosts can do it. I'm hearing all of them. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Oh,
1: disturbing the energy. I like that.
0: Uh, well, yeah, and that's what I, I guess I I'm like trying that. to drill into here is, you know, physically or yes. or, or, Don't or can't... Ask my
1: opinion, Scott. Keep it on Joni. <laughs> What? Said, don't ask my opinion. Keep it on Joni. I like her ideas better. No,
3: well, no. no. You had a, it, I mean, you know, we don't know. Really. We don't. We don't. You but know, we I like, really don't know. I like that idea. You of, know, I'm not trying to be an expert. Um, I'm just sharing what I know and um, what I've experienced. And I think, you know, when anybody calls himself an expert, it's like, well, I don't know. Did you die and become a ghost? Right. No. Oh, yeah. That's the only way you can really be an expert. Yep.
0: Yeah, don't get me started on right? that. Yep.
1: <laughs> we've, talked, we've said the same thing for years.
0: There are no experts in this field. Uh, for those of you who are right. listening for the first time tonight, keep that in mind. Yeah. There are no experts in this field. You're 100% it's Very right
1: knowledgeable people. but and The
0: only time you become an expert... Is when you're not here anymore and you can't tell anybody about it. <laughs> Sorry to say that's the reality. That's but, as far, yeah. Or yeah, as far <laughs> as we know, that's, that's that's the best we can get right now. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I guess my, my thing I was trying to drill into here is just, yeah, the physical aspects, the mechanical aspects. Like, like, what are you actually hearing? Are you hearing what, what maybe we just said? Like, you know, lots of people. And I'll call them people. Let's just call them people. Right. Lots of people. Right making sounds and that's maybe what the roar may be or the white noise may be or is it some type of is it some type of mechanical device? i don't know i mean i don't want to take us too far in the weeds but we've had a lot of conversations you know uh, along that same thread where uh, there's ideas you know itc and stuff like that we've talked about where there are people they say there's people just like us on the other side trying to find ways to communicate mm-hmm. with us with machines, right? Yeah, um,
3: I, yeah, I believe that. So yeah.
0: is it maybe what you may be hearing, or what Todd have been may have been hearing, is someone on the other side turning the dial up on something? Yeah,
1: I don't know. That
0: creates yeah. some type, of, mm-hmm. and again, I know I'm getting really trippy. I know here. it's
1: fun. It's fun to think about. Though. It's fun mm-hmm. to think
0: about. It's totally fun to think about. All right, so touches. Ooh.
1: Yeah, that's now that is probably the ultimate creepy. Like right. people hearing stuff, yeah, like doors slamming yeah. or voices or whatever. But like when someone says, "Oh, my hair got pulled. I got touched." Like, yeah, that's that's always a creepy one for anyone being, you know, on a first time ghost hunt or even a seasoned investigator.
0: And I got one for this too, but there, I do want to hear uh, a Jackie Kent's story. And when it comes to this, is, and this is an excerpt from the book too. Uh, let's hear Jackie Kent's story, Joni.
3: Yeah, well, Jackie lived in a haunted house. At least she was pretty sure it was haunted. And this, she's an investigator now, but this was before she started investigating. Yeah. And one day she was standing at the sink washing dishes, and she felt a hand on her back. And it was strong enough that she really thought it was somebody, you know, standing there. So she turned around, uh, fully expecting to see somebody there, and the room was empty. And it kept happening over and over again. And she would think, well, is it a muscle spasm or is it my imagination? And she kept trying to explain it away. But then other things started happening in her house to almost confirm, no, it's not your imagination. And no, it's not a muscle spasm. Um, some of the things that happened were kind of crazy. Like one time her mailman brought her a bundle of unopened mail that he found in the middle of the street down the block from her house. And as she brought, she brought it in and looked at it, it was the packet of mail that had been sitting on her kitchen table uh, only hours earlier. So somehow or another, that got teleported out into the middle of the street. Oh, my goodness. And then another time, she was in her pantry looking for something to cook for dinner and found an invitation to a wedding. And it was in a very prominent place that she would have noticed. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was dated for over 20 years ago for people she didn't even know. And she said, i had been living there for about five years when she found it. So she just kept having weird things happen. So it kind of confirmed that her touches were not, you know, imaginary.
0: The touch thing, as Amber said, I guess it does ramp up the creep factor a little bit.
1: Uh, oh, I, yeah. I so know. This, like, that's your physical body. I mean, that that's crossing a line for me. You know, like for a lot of people would say that well, that crosses mean, a yeah. line when something touches you. Well,
0: anybody touches you, didn't you now. You give permission. Especially in the world we're living yeah. in right now. You, well. That's like. Yeah. That's a yeah. damn near assault, basically, right? if but, you touch someone now.
1: Yeah, you just don't do that. But <laughs> yeah. You
0: don't. It, you can scream you get all the you Rona. want. You get the Rona. You, you don't could... want to give them the Rona by touching well, them. You can't okay. do that. That's what I'm talking about, right?
1: I wonder if anyone has claimed to have gotten
3: coronavirus from a girl. aggravated. When I'm at a, an investigation, and uh, and I've had this happen several times, yeah. somebody has said, um, you know, you can reach out and touch any of us you, or use our energy, and I'm like, uh-uh, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> well, you know, not me, because uh, what you're basically doing is, you know, your aura, your bubble shield around you keeps you protected, and when you invite somebody to come inside of that, you're essentially inviting them to penetrate your aura and your bubble. So, you know, if they can touch you, they can attach to you, or they could probably attach to you without touching you, but it makes it a whole lot easier. So I, I never, I, you know, and I'll mention that every public investigation I have, please do not offer and tell them that they can touch anybody in this group, (laughs) you know, yourself included.
0: Yeah. And as I said, I mean, you're right, Amber. I, I agree with that. I think, especially nowadays, it, it, even somebody you see in front of you that touches you, it, it, unless there's something that's very close to you, it can be a bit off putting. So then multiply oh, yeah. that by a million when you it's something you don't see or know, and that's very that, that's the unknown. That's freaky.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One of the things I don't know if I ever talked about this one on the show here. It may have I may have come up here or there, but I went uh, some friends of mine who lived in a house not too far from where we're at. Uh, asked me to come by and check their house out, and I'm—I always say I'm as psychic as the the laptop that's in front of me right now. I I don't have any, I have I don't feel I have. It's not that I don't probably don't have. It's just I don't really exercise those skills, right? So I said, yeah, I'll come by and I'll shoot some pictures and we can talk about it or whatnot. That's all I can really do. Uh, we'll, we'll 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 see what we can do. So I came over there and they were friends, so it was very informal, and uh, went over there and. We walked around the house a bit, and we were walking through the living room on the the main floor of the house. And as we were walking, I was mid sentence talking about something, and I just felt it. it I just—I'll never forget this. I felt what felt like the tips of someone's fingers starting at my ankle, and I was wearing shorts. Uh, it, it felt like it started at, the, at my right ankle on the outside, and just basically ran its way all the way up to my hip. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. To the point where it literally stopped me mid sentence, and I said, "You know, I was blah 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 Hey,
1: did you guys feel that? Was it fast or slow? It
0: was mm, medium. I don't know. I mean, it was it was fast enough that it oh, it only lasted a handful of seconds. Okay. Uh, it, it wasn't sensuous or anything.
1: It <laughs> yes, slow <laughs> trickle.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was it, it, now it's the first thing people were probably thinking like oh it's, it's running up your legs got the fingers oh my god but no it, it it i i certainly didn't feel that way at the time i was more like what the hell is this thing that's happening i was in i was intrigued and i was also a little a little freaked out i don't think anybody wouldn't be um but that was yeah. a definite touch and that's the first mm-hmm. i i i felt you know what and and maybe one we can we can maybe just throw you know talk about here too because there's these other well I guess it would be t- touch or or temperature, right? Is that is that? Well, I'm really mixing my well, senses up now.
1: I mean, that's kind of
0: temperature the same. touch.
1: I mean, you're, it's like what you're well, feeling. Well, I had one at the yeah, Holly's. you're feeling
3: it. I had one, you're feeling it physically. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I had one at the Holly Hotel where I was walking down a hallway and my left arm no, it was my right arm just got really cold all of a sudden out of nowhere and the other arm was fine and like the rest of my body didn't get really cold it was just my arm got really cold for some reason and then i walked a few more feet and it just went it was just fine and i don't know if that was an environmental thing but it definitely was something i i noticed immediately and said that that's peculiar that's really strange so the touch thing that sensation i guess yeah the touch thing the sensation of your skin responding to something um that is the weird one that really you're right amber that's the one that i think that really kind of freaks yeah. people out uh and it, yeah, well, you feel a bit invaded though too that just comes back to what i said before i think you might feel a bit more uh vulnerable
1: well depending on what happens too and i i'm i'm not i'm i'm being for real at one of the conferences i was at when they, they we were split off into two groups and one of the guys came back and he was he was shook but there was a what they felt a female ghosts that like grabbed his area oh god i am not lying i know it's funny and we all laughed and we chuckled with him but they said like his face just like went white and he felt stupid saying what he said but he's like i this is whoa okay you know so there's the ultimate like taboo like okay Mm -hmm. now someone's grabbing me in areas that no one should be doing it and i can't even see him cool yeah (laughs) Like, so stuff can get oddly appropriate, as funny as it well, was again, with this Well, again, it goes guy, back, uh, it goes, but...
0: it, I mean, it, and Johnny, if I'm telling you if I'm wrong here, it just goes back to that vulnerability. Yeah. You're very vulnerable when there's something in front of you and there's been, I mean, I don't need to say this, but I'll say it. There's been millions and millions of movies made on that very idea right there. That vulnerability we have where we're faced with something that we can't see or hear moving, right? And then it starts to touch you that's where you start to feel a bit violated, I think. And I think that's what makes the whole touch thing really kind of freaky.
3: Well, there's some people that, um, that use that. Like it's very specific. Like I talked about my friend, Sandy, my friend Tracy also does it where she feels like her scalp is crawling. And I have had that happen one time and it was almost like it happened so that I would know what it feels like. And it, like bugs crawling in your hair Mm. like it's the weirdest feeling Mm. and that's how sandy knows and tracy when a ghost is near and they both learn to figure it out like when it's towards the front of their head it's female when it's at the back it's male when it's on one side it's uh young or the other side it's old and you know they they're able to pull information from it and um you know so that's you know that's how they feel ghosts all the time and they always feel that crap Scalp crawl,
0: um, which is creepy too, <laughs> is that, and that's a tingling sensation. It, 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 it has has it been reported in that manner? As far as when you're when when you feel like your head on the top of your skull, um, is it a tingling type, or does it just feel like something's just kind of rubbing its head, its hands on your head or something?
3: Um, it feels like it's the only. I keep saying scalp crawling. It feels physical, like there's bugs. Like your scalp is moving, like huh. bugs in your hair or something. It's a uh, yeah, yeah, and it's a little bit of a tingly feeling at the same time. But it's it's almost physical. Like, I, it's hard to explain unless you've had no, it. No, I understand. Uh, but it's yeah, it's and you know, and there's nothing there. Uh, you know, there's no bugs. Um, uh-huh. I should clear that up so that <laughs> Sandy and Tracy don't yeah. let people know that they have bugs in their hair. But, <laughs> no, I. I think... uh, but other people feel like goosebumps. Oh, and that's oh, yeah. another clairsentient yep. experience or a chill up their spine yep. or the hair on the back of their neck stands up or they get sick to their stomach. Um, those are always people feel, feel ghosts that involve being touched or being, feeling it physically. Yeah. It's so, it's yeah. so varied. Go ahead, Amber. The,
1: the scene, appar- like seeing apparitions. I feel like that's the Holy grail of any ghost hunter, any paranormal yeah. investigator. Yeah. Like you want to see that, that, full-on full-bodied well
0: that's so you said the holy grail yeah you? yeah okay that that is the. Yeah, holy it is grail. Yes. I mean, you
1: want that's what most is. people want to experience and i jody i know you've seen some full apparitions but i think i read that you admitted like it's far and few between this isn't like a common oh, thing yeah. even though movies or any you know books and everything will have you believing yeah. this is like happening all the time um and but yeah, you have I've a story like a handful yeah yeah, yeah. And, and you've been doing this a long time, but you have a story, too, about uh, in your book, people seeing apparitions. And this one's Deb Burdick's story. I got to hear this one because I didn't read this one yet in the book.
3: Um, yeah, she had a couple stories in there. Um, I, I think I'm going to go with the second one. Um, and she's, she's a, a treasure. <laughs> she came over and sat on my front porch and told me all these stories. Um, and she lives, you know, not too far from me. But um, she's had some experiences her entire life. She's got a whole section in there about all of her life experiences. But um, this one is one that she had happened to her in 2003. Um, She was coming back from a trip, and it was late at night, and she landed in Indianapolis um, where her daughter lives, and she was planning on driving to her daughter's house and spending the night. But by the time she got there, um, her daughter kind of came out, side and said, hey, there's a huge snowstorm going to hit. You're only four hours from home. Maybe you need to just, if you head out now, you might be able to beat that storm. Otherwise, you might be stuck here for a couple of days. And uh, so she headed out and she was exhausted, probably too tired to drive. And it started snowing while she was driving. And it was like that Star Wars effect, you know, where the snow is coming at your windshield. And it was kind of lulling her almost to sleep. And she did not want (laughs) to go to sleep. No. So ahead ahead in the distance, she sees um, the faint lights of a restaurant, like a little diner on the side of the road. And she thought, oh, that's perfect. I'll go in. And she hadn't had anything to eat. She was hungry. She thought maybe if I get something to eat and get some coffee, I'll be able to fortify myself and make my way back. And uh, she noticed when she pulled up that there were no cars in the parking lot. She thought it was really odd. But uh, she could see... Um, the figure of a waitress in a white apron kind of bathed in a bright yellow light inside. And so she parked and she went inside and uh, it was nice and warm inside. Like, you know, the, everything, she could smell the food and everything smelled great. And um, she sat down and the waitress bought her, you know, coffee and, uh, and then went and made her food, you know, she ordered like eggs and bacon or something like that. And she ate and um, felt really good. She looked around, and she could see there were a couple of people in there Uh, but she couldn't really make them out clearly. They were kind of fuzzy. Uh, And she thought maybe it was just her eyes from looking at the snow and she really wasn't sure. So um, she finally paid her bill and got back out and made it home safe. Um, And then a couple of months later, she returned to Indianapolis to visit her her daughter again. And on the drive, she thought, I want to check out that, that cafe. Maybe I'll just stop and get a cup of coffee or something and mm-hmm. um she did find it but it was it had a for sale sign on the door and it looked like it had been sitting there closed for like 20 years Ooh. so she got out of her car parked and went up and wiped wiped grime from the window peered inside and uh the booths were there but the tables and chairs were gone and it looked like it had just been sitting there like you know covered in dust for you know decades so yeah, she really has no explanation for it. Um, you know, were the people in their ghosts, how did she manage to get food? I mean they fed her, she ate, she remembers the coffee and the taste of the food. Um, but you know, obviously that place had not been there when she drove by. So that, is that not a crazy story? No, That
1: kind of stuff That's is absolutely a lot of stuff. Like man. bananas because other people have also reported this kind of thing happening. I know John e. L. Tenney who's been on the show before in his uh, podcast. He did like thirteen episodes and just told like the thirteen strangest things that ever happened to him. And he's been investigating yeah. like his entire life too. And and he can he just like anybody else. He's like, look, this stuff is this happens, but it's it's rarer than you think. But he had something very similar where he was traveling back from. Um, it was actually the Dead of Winter, Troy Taylor's Dead of Winter conference. Yeah. Um, and anyway, he was traveling back. It was March and he stopped at like a diner and it it doesn't I, f- I forget all the details but it was a ghost diner like when he came back he or his car was out that's what it was he yeah. was waiting for his car to get worked on yeah yeah and he went and ate there and then when he came back either to go back to the diner or something like that um it was gone just gone so how do yeah. you what happens do you slip into a different I was gonna say. A dimension yeah a time. yeah, yeah. To like me, a time oh yeah like a time warp There's, or something you know to me that's even got to be some step beyond our traditional idea of an apparition you know being that it's way beyond that it's way view. beyond because we're, now this is like this is physics this is something else um yeah, yeah. and, yeah, and cause yeah, I, how do you eat like you said joni how do you eat ghost food you know, ghosts cooking up yeah. like ghost eggs and right. ghost bacon, and and then you eat it. <laughs> right. and you feel full. You don't just like get back in your car and you're like, what? My stomach's growling because I didn't eat anything. You know, it's that I, that to right. me, right there. When people experience that kind of stuff, that is, yeah. how do you prove it? That or maybe that's not into even.
0: That. Maybe that's not even like ghost stuff or spirit spirit stuff. Maybe like you already said, you just slipped into a different time. And maybe the thing, mm-hmm. you know, like one of the things that's popular now in sci fi and stuff like that is near future type stuff. When you think of sci fi, for example, um, like
1: 500 years ago, you think 500 future, years
0: and everything's like blinky lights and cool and stuff like that and everything works. You know, right? Uh, where I think a popular topic now is what they call near future, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so maybe you, let let's say not near future, but maybe. You move back into something that was near past. Maybe that restaurant was only closed down for four or five years, right? So you're not going to see any, as far as four or five years, not a lot really changes as far as the way things right. look and Technology. stuff like Technology. Technology and things like that. Um, not food, everyone,
1: everyone, you'd be dressed sort of similar. Not everyone, because yeah. we all know that 500 years from now, everyone wears... The same silver jumpsuit, silver
0: jumpsuit, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, so maybe maybe is near near past or something like that, and you'd be surprised, even
1: even the past. That's
0: what I'm saying, like near near past, right? So like, and I I I can say for a fact I've seen this before. Just a couple years of neglect on a building, whether it's a house or a a restaurant or whatever it may be, is incredible. What can happen in just a couple of years? Right Mm
2: -hmm. imagine
0: doubling that it's gonna look really bad. So maybe it's just simply something like that uh, where Yeah, like you slip through some type of uh, of wormhole who knows right uh, and you end up there right. without even knowing it without even knowing it and then you walk back out and you're back to where you were at
1: and but the fact that bizarre. she said to people were like kind of a little blurry too is like that's yeah. so trippy now yeah. did she have other experiences that were similar or, or is it is she someone that's kind of a like it chronically experiences bizarre <laughs> stuff like this
3: uh, exactly yeah I would say I would call her a psychic medium she's just had one thing after another happen. You know, throughout her life, Um, she's had experiences everywhere. Um, She's moved into, you know, different haunted houses. And sometimes I think we're pulled, we're drawn to those houses. And, uh, you know, so she ends up, you know, maybe in the only haunted house in the whole, you know, neighborhood and um, starts having experiences. Or maybe she pulls them in because they're aware of her. Uh, You know, it's so hard to say why these things happen. Uh, But, yeah. She's had experiences her entire
0: life. So, wow, that, I want that, that the, was really I want, trippy. I want that one happen to me. That was really trippy. I want that one. Well, that's that's gonna be one that's gonna stress. Yeah, me. that would be something that would stress me the hell out. No. So I, I came out of that and be like, well, no, I, I had an omelet there. I had an omelet. Yeah. Like, that place hasn't been open yeah. for ten years. You idiot.
1: Well, you would make you question your sanity. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like, okay, something's wrong here, man. I no. I had
0: too many too many stouts one night and. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would make a question that so does so apparitions um, and this is what I really wanted to talk about with you Because um, it's topical for us right now uh, But you also have Which I guess it, it applies to all the senses too. Um, and it, it and people experience this all the time is ghostly pet encounters also, right? Um, right, so we did pull we did like one. It was Lisa Lisa pillows. Lisa, well, yeah, Lisa pillows story I was going to say Lisa's pillow um, store. but no, it's Lisa pillow store. Uh, <laughs> so, see,
3: tell, yeah, you know, um, I could not find, I was looking through my book. She had an experience with her father, mm-hmm. uh, but there's Lisa Martinello. Is that maybe who you're thinking of? She had a pet.
0: Did I transpose something? You probably did. I must have, I must have typed something wrong on here. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, we can go with that one if you want. That's fine.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she had, uh, she's very close to her pets. She used to be a groomer. And uh, just, you know, loves animals. And she had uh, <clears throat> she had adopted a 10-week-old beagle na- named Jake. And he was the first dog she'd ever had as an adult and fell in love with him. But at the age of five, he developed Addison's disease. And oh. she was absolutely devastated. Um, she couldn't get over it. And uh, after he died, he started uh, paying her visits. And uh, she would wake up in the middle of the night and hear the sound of his dog tags jingling. Oh and uh, she wasn't sure what it is until a friend came over to visit that week. And she said she spent the night. She said, I had the weirdest thing happen. I kept hearing a jingling sound last night. And every time i looked, there was nothing. Um, you know, it seemed like it was moving around the room. So she was pretty sure that that was um, mm-hmm. that was her dog visiting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is that the one you were thinking of? or is Yeah, the actually,
0: I think it, I must have. Type something wrong and that was that was the one we were talking about. Okay. I'm sorry about that I must have messed something up on the notes there. Um, you know, it's uh, It's uh, I we we're trying to have we're trying to get a haunting from our cat. We just lost a our kitty cat uh, That was uh, August 7th. Uh, our kitty cat had cancer And uh, I know it's something we were talking about like we, we, we've been hoping to get a haunting from from her But the problem is they're cats mm-hmm. and they're really 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 quiet <laughs> So you well, our really cat nice. didn't
1: do things like she didn't really she jump up on things or like when one of my other was cats older, had yeah. passed, older kitty cat, yeah. yeah, when one of my other cats had passed, I could have swore um that I felt her jump up on the bed one night. But also I could have yeah. been dreaming it. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm skeptical like that sometimes that's, with myself, and that's a but a
3: distinctive one, like they all jump up on the bed differently. I have five cats. Yeah. And I can if I'm laying there with my eyes closed, I can tell you which cat just jumped on the bed by where they jump up, how they jump up, what they do when they get up. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm always right. And so, you know, um, I have not personally had one come back and do that. Um, but then again, you know, I've had my cats for a while. So I, you know, it's been a while since I've been really, really close to cats. Like I am now, Yeah. but my friend Sandy, she's, she has that happen all the time. She'll be laying there and she feels a cat jump up on the bed and she Hmm. opens her eyes and there's no cat. And, you know, one of them was really heavy. And when he would jump up, it's like somebody threw a bowling ball onto (laughs) her bed, you know, and then he would get, he would, he would walk all around the edge of the bed and, until he found a spot to get comfortable, then he plopped back down again. And she has that happen frequently. So, you know, she, she always knows Mm. which cat it is. So that's, I think that's cool. And I would love for that to happen. You know, if I lost one of my pets, I'd love for them to come back and visit, but that's hasn't what,
1: happened
0: yet that's what we're ha- we're hoping with jenny uh that we we get some kind of sign from her but yeah you're it, she may be sitting here right too now. right
1: like guys i'm here yeah, what i'm here but just sitting on the couch but she yeah. just yeah she's just not <laughs> that i couldn't jump up on yeah she
0: wasn't the most act she was an older kitty <laughs> yeah. cat so she didn't really do a lot of really yeah she would whine a little bit here and there but that's all we that we didn't really hear too much from her she was generally pretty quiet mm-hmm. however i have had that same fit those same sensations though too um that's happened to me a couple of times, um, maybe once I can remember since she's she's passed on. And it, I have had some weird like, one time laying on my bed. I just felt like it felt like the, the sheet, like just laying there reading and I just felt like the sheets moved or something like that. Nothing really too dramatic, right? But it just mm-hmm. felt like it was enough for me to stop and look and go, "What the heck happened there?" You know. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. she, maybe she did get up on the bed somehow. She well, yeah. she's a kid. She's well, a, she
1: can just she she's can a just floating float kid. Now, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah she, like she's like the Jetsons. Jetsons right up to the, to the, to the bed. Yeah. yeah, totally. So she can just <laughs> float around. But no, ghostly pet encounters, and I mean, across the board, I think too, I've seen cats, especially cats. I do believe a hundred percent that cats do have some type of other sense. I believe they they may, may, oh, may yeah. be, they may be empathic Absolutely. to a certain degree um they i've seen i've been to places where there's cats just like literally like just hissing at a wall, and they won't stop. they just keep looking at the wall. There's something strange going on, and even with our Jenny, who we just lost, um she would sit on our couch and she would just look in the same corner. I would watch her just looking in the same corner of the room all the time. It was and it was I noticed cuz she was she would have her back to us. Or she wasn't like facing outwards yeah. on the couch and she'd always be looking at the same eye. Like, what is in that corner that has you so interested, Kitty Cat? You know. So what is she- Well, I have a theory. Go ahead. Yeah. Please, I want to hear this. Please. I have
3: a theory. Yeah. Um a cats, a cats and dogs, uh, eyesight is much more um, open than ours. Are they see more in of the spectrum both ends. So, um, whatever, you know, like with EVPs, like they're of a sound outside of our hearing frequency, Mm -hmm. uh, cats and dogs also can hear outside of our sound frequency, what we can pick up. So I feel like they're either hearing or possibly seeing, or maybe even both something that if our sight was better, you know, if we had cat eyes, you know, we would see it too. Yeah. Um, like probably more of the, you know, the, um, the um, ultra, I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of, but... Ultraviolet. Um, You're talking about the,
0: the ultraviolet spectrum. Yeah, ultraviolet.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to that age where I'm starting to lose words. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that uh, they can see things more on that spectrum, and maybe that's where ghosts are visible. And I'm hoping that someday technology catches up with the vision of a cat, <laughs> and That'd they will awesome. show us what the cat is seeing, because it's great validation for me. I will hear something hovering over my bed, which is frequently, they love my bedroom. They settle in
2: Mm -hmm. and
3: uh, a cat will come in the room and instantly look to the area that I'm hearing the sound coming from. And then, you know, then they really creep me out. They'll watch it go over the top Mm -hmm. of the bed. And then they'll look right up above them, like looking over, like something's hovering inches from my face. And I'm like, all right, knock it off. I don't need to know that much information.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I I've mentioned this and it's something that I, I I riff on a lot just on my own usually is this is this I, we have this mystery of communication that we we're, we're trying to crack with animals. I think obviously we, we we can't speak to them. We can't. They don't speak English like we do, right? Um, right. Cats right. and dogs, let's say. Um, so there's always that that. And we, we, you know as well as we do that there is some degree of communication there. You know when your cats may not be feeling per, per, like, like their normal self or maybe they're hungry right. or maybe they want to go outside or whatever it might be. You, there's that communication that's, that's learned over time between the, between the two of you, right? Uh, but right, really it exactly. comes down to that you don't have that, that real-time per, you know, voice-to-voice communication where you can voice every concern you have. Right, and that's that. What I call that mm-hmm. mystery of communication between us and our and our and our baby pets, our fur babies, <laughs> right? It's something that I okay. that I riff on all the time mentally, just trying, just trying to understand that. And it's because we. I think yeah. I, I know a lot of people, and I think I may be one of them too. That I love my pets more than other people. <laughs> I know, and I'm just one of those people. I think. I think a lot of people feel that way though too. They their fur babies are more close to them than people are sometimes. A lot. I, I know there's a lot of people like that. And I don't think that's a bad thing in any way whatsoever. I think that's just as healthy I think it's the same thing basically, right? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, when It'll hit you the same way uh, or even worse I I talked to a friend when our when our uh when our Jenny passed away recently uh, a Friend of us, we were we were talking about this because this was kind of what you know This was when it was very recent and she told me she's like, oh, yeah, I when my cat died, I guess one particular cat she had, she's like, I just had a closeness with that animal um, that I've never had with anything else on this planet. And she's like, I took the death of that animal harder than my father's death when he passed away. She's like, I flat out, I'll flat out yeah. openly admit it. She's like, I took that harder than my father's death when he passed away. So I think people, yeah. people feel that. Yeah. And I think people, this whole idea of, of pets haunting you, I think people are way more accepting of that. You know, I think I think well, I think well mm-hmm. I, maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that but I think if if I was to have complete verification that uh, one of my love my one of my love, beloved pets that passed on was came back and was visiting me I had I would be very 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 happy about that. Right. I think I would, I'd be excited about that. I wouldn't.
3: Right. It's not a scary situation. It's a happy one. Yeah. It's a reunion.
0: Yeah. But at the same time though, I mean, have you have, do they pass on like we pass on? Right. There's those questions too. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's a rabbit mm-hmm. hole. It's a literal, no, lack, no pun intended <laughs> literal rabbit hole that we're going in with this thing. Uh, but it's like, there's a lot to think about with that. And I think pets are, as I'll and I'll say it one more time that I think some people hold them in a higher regard than they hold people So and I know you do too. Yeah. Joni. <laughs> I know for a fact you do because I want
2: Because
0: I am one of I have okay. to. I have to mention that I'm a huge fan of, of, of a project you do outside of being a super awesome Paranormal person and a super awesome paranormal writer. There's something I've I've had the pleasure uh, of watching grow and just kind of turn into this really super cool thing. And it's what you call the critter cafe. Oh, all right. So that's right. Um I I have to just I I, I mean I have to ask the obvious question again. I mean we can talk about what it actually is, which it's pretty I think it's pretty clear what it is, but what got you started to, you wanted to start doing this? I'm just curious.
3: Well, it's funny because my mother uh feeds feral cats in her neighborhood, you know, about twenty miles away and at night uh raccoons would come up on our porch and eat. And I always thought that was the coolest thing. I said, gosh, I wish I had raccoons to feed like that. That's so neat. Yeah. And then um during the winter, um well actually it was this year, so I started it this year, I was feeding uh cardinals out on my back porch and I was putting sunflower seeds on the rail mm-hmm. and they'd come up and they'd eat it and it was really fun. And then one night I looked out and there I was sitting at my my desk faces that window. And there was a raccoon out there on the rail. And I said, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. And he came all the way up to the window and he literally put his little hand on the glass like, Hi, woman, you know, <laughs> um, thank you for the sunflower seed. So I scurried off the next day and bought a bowl and cat food. I'm like, Woohoo! I'm gonna feed critters <laughs> And uh and so, you know, and then I sat there perched by the window, like, is he gonna come back? Is he gonna come back? And sure enough he came back and um just you know, feed them, and they will come, escalate that to you know six, seven months later, yeah, and now I have a whole colony of raccoons. I bet I feed <laughs> anywhere from ten to fifteen raccoons a night, plus there's four different skunks that come up onto my porch yeah and uh and so many different possums um that i couldn't i can't I can tell some of them apart, but uh and then of course, feral cats. And I even had a fox come up on my porch a couple times. Um, he was coming up for about, uh, off and on for about a three-month period um, and and would be up there at the same time with the raccoons and the skunks and uh, the possums. That's
0: <laughs> so, what I was going to mention, was I've watched some of the, because you, you've got this now where you have an you know, actual trail, trail cam on the porch. I think you have a couple of trail cams on the porch. And,
3: um, just one. Just, just one, one. Just
0: yeah. one. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah and like I've seen multiple different animals up there in harmonious pleasure <laughs> up there eating away uh just there you know like you said you'd have it there there'd be a there maybe one of the cats is up there, and then raccoons are up there yeah. also and you've just been uh, i I was watching the videos on Facebook on your facebook account i know you you create a YouTube channel also for this am I correct
3: yep yeah. Yep, Joni, just Joni Mahan, and um, there's a little bit of everything there, but it's mostly Critter Cafe now. I put up a new video every Sunday. Yeah, I was doing it daily, but this is like a commitment. It's a f- anywhere from three to five hours a, a video, and yeah. so doing it daily was starting to wear me down, and I oh, wasn't yeah. writing, so I, I'm doing them weekly now. I'm just compiling, you know, the best moments, but on the last night I looked, you know, out there or I looked on my camera if I look out there too much, too long they run away because they're they're afraid of me yeah but yeah. um there was there was a skunk a white skunk I have this most beautiful white skunk that comes out there with a black stripe just mostly white mm-hmm. sitting side by side eating from the same bowl as a raccoon that,
2: and uh, you know, they, they
3: have little skirmishes sometimes like you know one of them gets too close and the skunk will stomp on the dish uh, but the skunks <laughs> have never sprayed yeah. Everybody says, oh, my gosh, that's awful. How, how? Why are you inviting skunks up? And it's like, well, A, I'm not inviting them, <laughs> you know, yeah. putting food out, and whoever shows up shows up. But yeah. uh, they have never sprayed. And I've inadvertently gone out on the porch not knowing there was one out there and have been literally feet away from them. And um, they, I've not gotten sprayed either. They look very startled, and then they take off and run. Yeah. So you know, it's like it's really given me a lot of insight into um, some of the mis- misbeliefs about skunks and raccoons and possums. I mean, yeah, you know, skunks will only spray if they feel their life's in danger. Exactly. So that's their defense mechanism. People think they're going to chase them across the yard and spray them, and that just doesn't happen. They're running away because no. they're little. you know they have poor eyesight they have no other way to defend themselves
0: that goes for any and i've tried to impress this upon person after person over so many years and because i've dealt with reptiles for a number of years right especially snakes and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and it's no different it's if you come across a venomous snake on a trail there's certain things you do number one you don't freak out right um because that animal is scared to death of you you are Ten times the size of it, it's scared to death. So if you just let it go away and let it do its thing, it won't bother you. And that's no different when it comes to the critters also. Uh, Skunks especially, I've had them walk right in front of me. I'll be sitting on my porch and they've walked right... They've literally just walked right by me and they, they may have not even noticed me, but they obviously didn't feel threatened by anything. Same with, same with the possums and stuff like that. Um, they're all, they're all, they all have their purpose. They all have their place in this environment. Yeah. You know And I, yeah, and do. we're all, we're obviously a, animal lovers, you know, go ahead.
3: Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. no, you're fine. I keep doing that. Uh, I have a, I, it's funny because as I was posting my videos and my pictures, uh, what I didn't realize that I was inspiring people all over the country to start doing this as well. You know, I have a pretty good following because yeah. of my books. Yeah. Um, and uh, people were watching that and they said, oh, my gosh, that looks like so much fun. And so people had been doing it. And uh, I have a, uh, a friend that lives probably a couple hours from me. I only met him once, but uh, he was watching what I was doing. And he said um, the raccoons kept eating his suet that he was putting out for the birds. And he was catching them. He was seeing them. And I said, well, why don't you just try putting out a little bit of cat food? Maybe they'll leave your suet alone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you feed them and they come. <laughs> so now every night he and his wife um, sit at their kitchen window and they watch all the raccoons come up and eat every night. And it's just so joyous for them. It's relaxing but, uh, too. Real... I, I would find it relaxing yeah.
0: too. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. Oh,
3: it's fun. <laughs> yeah. But then um, it was kind of interesting. There's a really happy story with this. There was a feral cat that kept coming up and eating and running away, you know, if they try to get close to it. So he really started working with it and he started sitting outside and trying to coax the cat. And they'd been seeing this cat for like three years, but they had a husky that would kill the cat so the husky died earlier in the year mm-hmm. so they um they you know so he t- basically made friends with the cat and they brought him inside and now they named him Happy Jack
2: and Aww. now he's
3: a big fat happy house cat no longer a feral doesn't yeah. that just warm your heart it, it is <laughs> it
0: is heartwarming and it's very similar cuz th- this all has it's it's all in the same universe cuz we're doing as we're, presently as we're as we're doing this show right now we have, um, it's, 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 a, is it a it's not a feral, is it? Everybody, I, I, I always...
1: don't, I don't know. It looks like a pretty young cat. Yeah. I think there was a batch of kittens that were either re- let go or just, uh,
0: just, just born, just born just in the here. area.
1: Because we saw, a, a, unfortunately, a dead kitten around the winter time on the side of the road around here.
0: That was a bummer. And I
1: wonder if that's where this cat came from. So he could be under a year. He, she, I can't tell yet. We can't.
0: We've been, we've been working with this now for like, what, about a month and a half?
1: No, not that long. No, maybe a few weeks now. But a month. Okay, but anyway, we started putting out food because we had some leftover food from our cat, and so we started putting food out. And sure enough, like finally, I saw like, oh, oh, the cat, the cat, it's eating. Oh, you get so excited, and you're just like, it's just a cat, you know. But and then I started putting the food in our sunroom, and then he would appear in there and be eating. And I've gotten to the area where like I can just be like, hey. And he'll 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 sit down on the grass, like pretty far from me, but like sit down and just look at me, yeah. and I stare at him, mm. and we kind of just have this thing. And then he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna walk away now from you." I'm trying to get him to associate the sound of temptations, like ooh, the shaking of this these <laughs> these awesome like little yeah. crack yeah. treats. Yeah, and uh, yep. but we put out food. I I'm wondering myself if he is eating the food all night, or if we do have something like a raccoon or a possum coming in, and. Scarfing some of it down at night. So we gotta get a trail cam or something yeah, out we gotta,
0: there. We gotta do yeah. something to but, but I
1: did make the um outdoor feral cat winter thing yeah, out of totes she and she built she built a shelter and for and them. Mm-hmm. we
0: don't we don't know the sex. Oh that's nice. Yeah, we don't know the sex. We yeah. we uh, the little thing looks like an Oreo cookie, so we just been we just named it Ori. Yeah. Uh, and we I was like, well, let's give it an ambidextrous name because we don't know what the sex is. <laughs> so we're yeah. trying yeah. to figure out and, We
1: initially were calling him Pat. but i was like "Eh, i don't doesn't i don't like it it's not cute like yeah i don't know (laughs) already so universal name pat yeah yeah but
0: yeah yeah. i think we're trying to get the cat comfortable with us yeah um, and maybe do the same thing yeah and invite the kitty cat in there and and turn it into our little prince or princess for our house uh and that that's really you know that's what i'm kind of like man well it goes right back to what i was saying Joni. It'd be so much so easy if we could just go, hey, cat, wait a minute, hang on. This is assuming they, sp- they, yeah. they spoke our language. Here's what we want to do. Right. No strings attached. All you got to do is just be be adorable. That's all you got to do is just be adorable. <laughs> don't,
1: don't pee on anything. Don't, well, yeah,
0: don't pee on anything. Don't scratch stuff apart. Yeah. I mean, there's a handful of things you're going to have to do, but really all you got to do here is be adorable. Um, yeah. And purr, purr is important. And you can okay. eat all you want. You get to sleep all day long. You're gonna be comfortable. You're not gonna be cold. You're gonna have. You're gonna be. You're gonna be in a castle. It's gonna be awesome. Um, if we could just say yep. that, well, the cat would probably be sitting here doing the show with us right now. But that's not. It's this mystery of communication we have yep. with these animals that we we can't figure out. Right. So hopefully someday we can learn how to speak right. cat. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm hoping but uh, I I want to tell uh, you that the critter cafe is something I love to to watch and poke on and keep an eye on And uh, yeah, so I'll
1: make sure you get on Facebook. We're gonna and put follow that. We're gonna, Joni Yeah,
0: we're no we're gonna we're gonna put the link uh, to the to the YouTube Cause, channel yeah, So yeah, you can subscribe um, on YouTube because I think it's fantastic. I did, Joni. I think it's so cool
3: Yeah, Go I ahead. did an experiment this last week that you'll want to watch on Sunday. I put a doll on my porch in a chair and covered her lap in marshmallows, <laughs> so the results were pretty entertaining. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's 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 just like I said before. It's it's nice to watch these animals.
3: It's nice to yeah. take
0: care of these animals and feed these animals and help them out a little bit. They got a hard life. They all have hard lives, I think. Oh
3: yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And they, you know, they can find food in other places. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not the only game in town. But you know, it does give them a meal, and I'm I plan on you know continuing to feed them forever you know you to, i can't yes. move now <laughs> you yeah. imagine if i moved yeah you're stuck now people like why are there skunks on my back porch
0: <laughs> well i can understand how you know i know some people may frown a little bit on what i what you're doing too like oh my god you're bringing all these all these well i don't i consider them fur babies i consider them beautiful little creatures i know yeah. some people are like oh they're yeah. they're a panty ass get them out of here and it's like they're not hurting anything yeah. they're, they're not bothering anybody they're just living their lives like we right. are man it's cool you know
3: I think they're it's staying fantastic. out of gardens because I'm feeding them, yep. you know, so I'm actually doing a benefit for my neighbors, so yep. Yep. their gardens aren't getting raided, you know?
0: Yes. Joni, thank you so much her um. <laughs> Keep, you're very welcome. Keep up with everything you're doing because we're going to have you back here again if, you, if, you, if you'd like to come back and visit us sometime soon because we love talking Anytime.
3: to you. Anytime. I yeah. love you guys. You guys are great.
0: We love talking to you and we love hearing about your adventures and the stuff that you worked on. Again, the book, and it's not out just yet. It's coming no, out. No,
1: it's on Amazon. It's no, out, oh, is is it it out? Is. It's
0: out. It's out. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. Cool, I got to keep up with my, my current events. When ghosts are near. Uh, Joni Mayan, uh, thank Mahan. you. Okay, so- oh, I keep screwing things up.
1: He struggles <laughs> with last names. It could just be like my last name. Well, you've name only
0: is- said it like 40 times to me, Joni. Well, you think I'd get it by this point. So I'm sorry, Joni Mahan. <laughs> sorry about that, Joni. Uh, but That's no, okay. No, the book, When Ghosts Are Near, super cool stuff. Thank you again, Joni. We really appreciate you spending some time with us tonight.
3: Thanks for having me on.
2: Ghostly Talks. Oh. Oh. Oh.